Dads. Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I am your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my co-dad, Jared Shedmansky. Jared, how are you? Joe. Joe, I'm good. College football is back. Professional football back. is back. It is football season officially. We're here. And nothing celebrates football season more than trying the fried chicken sandwich taco from Taco Bell. Oh, how was it? It was good. It was. It looks so good. It was good. It was good. Uh, so, for those who haven't been around, I like to do things that may cause long-term debates in our in our group chats. Um, <clears throat> asking what the size of a chicken yeah. is. Ooh, medium. Medium. Um, trying to figure out if uh if brunch is actually a, a good thing or not. It isn't. One hundred percent. It's not. Um, and now I think the the next the next debate that we've had, uh, and I'm a little I'm a little hurt by this because it did not receive the reaction I thought it would. No, it didn't. So Katie called me on the way home. She had to pick up Ben from her mom's house today, and she called me on the way home. And we're not supposed to be uh, eating out right now. We're we're trying to save money, and we're like, hey, month September, we're not gonna eat out. But this was Katie's first day with kids in school. Ben's first yeah. day at daycare. Like it was a hard day. Katie called me. She goes, does Taco Bell sound good? I'm like, <laughs> we shouldn't. But yeah, it does. It really does. So yeah, uh, we broke our rule on our first day. So that was good. Perfect. Felt good. Yep. That's what rules are there for. Um, That's right. <laughs> so we we get Taco Bell for dinner and I go on and I always get a $5 box from Taco Bell. That's just what I get. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to go. Like, it's a phenomenal deal. I've been getting them since yeah. high school. Like, right. it's just phenomenal. It's it's the best value, best bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. So I get the $5 box and they have the fried chicken sandwich taco as, mm. as a $5 box. And it comes with a beefy five-layer burrito, an extra taco, a Baja Blast, and I get another beefy five-layer burrito because I'm, you know, I'm like that. I'm built different, you know. Yeah. Built different. Whatever. Yeah. So I, it comes home and I open it up. And it's much smaller than I thought it would be. Like, it's only yeah, about it's handheld tiny. size. I was like, oh, yeah. that's disappointing. Right off the bat, you're like, yeah. Whenever somebody unwraps something that's smaller than you wanted it to be, it's a little disappointing, right? I think we can all relate yeah. to that in some level. Um, so <laughs> it's it's smaller than you want it to be. And <laughs> I take the Snapchat of it before I take a bite. Yeah. I get the pic. Camera eats first. Everybody knows that. So yeah, I take the picture of it, and then I take a bite. Taste is delicious. Sauce, very oh, good. Bet. Chicken, cooked very well. Um, but I had to make the statement that it's a taco. Before I ever bit into it, it's a taco. It's a taco. It's a taco. Joe, it's folded like it's and there's a deeper debate. There are taco sandwiches. I mean, I believe in my heart of hearts that a taco is a sandwich at its core. I, it just is. But in this scenario, like in the squares and rectangles, right? Where every square is a rectangle, but not every rectangle is a square, right? That kind of thing. Yeah. This is a taco in the sandwich family. Like, it is. Huh. It is. Joe, have, you've had fish tacos before. I mean, I know I know you. I know who you are. I you've don't had like fish, fish but I've had them. But you've had them. Yeah. 
you know, sometimes in fish tacos, they'll put like the whole fish breast in there. Like it'll be one like piece of fish meat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this was. Right. But you still call that a fish taco. Like you're not going to call that a right. fish sandwich on tortilla. Like that's a fish taco. Right. This in that same sense is a chicken taco. Um, and all I got back from the from the group was light apathy. Nothing. Yeah. Got nothing. Yeah. There wasn't much feedback from Hell, there. Was Kevin comes what's... out. Kevin comes out and's like, "Hey, Little Caesars made a pizza and a calzone together." And literally right. every single one of us got one that week. I come out we and did. say, "Like, hey, there's a chicken taco," and everyone's like, "Eh, eh." Yeah. So, I want to try it real bad. Uh, it's what's good. The bread like. Like, give me that bread game. So. When's the last time you had a euro from a from a Greek place? Long time ago. The the tortilla is like like euro tortilla. Like it's thicker than like taco okay. tortilla, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like thicker and fluff, fluffier. So it's like euro tortilla. Mm-hmm. And then uh and then it's sauce in the bottom and then just bread or and then just chicken, okay. breaded chicken. So yeah. I mean it it was not a complex sandwich. I it was not hard to to do the feedback on, but we uh the other podcast that you and I listen to, or and and other podcasts that we listen yeah. to, because we do we listen to a lot of the same podcasts. Um, my brother, my brother, and me did a very long bit, and they they never <laughs> none of them had tried it yet. So I had to put an end yeah. to it and say I had to try this, and I'm gonna give it to you. It's a good it's a good thing. It's it's a pretty good sandwich frit taco. Yeah, it can't even be in the same room as a Popeye chicken sandwich. It can't. Yeah. Like, if we're talking about the chicken wars of of fast food restaurants, it can't right. even it can't even sit in the same room. It's not even around. Like, the Popeye's chicken sandwich is so just on a different level of operation than this sandwich. It's just, or this taco. It's just you know. And to start it all off, it's the size of my hand. Like when you're biting right. into a like an actual fast food sandwich, like. That's a good five, six hearty bites of a sandwich, right? Like, yeah, this was two bites. Mm, but like, it's just a snack. That's all it was, just a little snack. So don't. It's a snack. I'm gonna. I'm here to declare Taco Bell is not in the chicken wars, and if they are, they're like out fighting their own war in like the edge right. of Canada. Like when everybody's fighting on the mainland, they're like, "Yeah, we're up here too," and everyone's like, "Yeah, all right." Oh <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna try it. You should. You really should. Yeah. If anything, get the five buck box and make it worth your while, right? Like, yeah. you throw that with a beefy five layer burrito, another taco on top with a Baja Blast. It's, I mean, yeah. Joe, let me ask you if you're getting fast food, you're like, man, okay. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to get fast food tonight. What's your fast food go to? Well, in my little town, we only have McDonald's. Yeah, that is tough. That's tough to be limited. Uh, in Tecumseh, which is about five, seven minutes away. You you got all of them. Burger King, Taco Bell, McDonald's, Wendy's. Um, it had, depends on what I'm feeling. I like it all. I like it all for different things. Okay. Um, I I do frequent Taco Bell, though, because it's on my way home. But ours is a, in Celine. There's a Taco Bell KFC combo, a taco chicken. Oh, wow. Yeah. You haven't seen one of those in forever. Yeah, so I drive through every once in a while. I'll get a beefy five layer burrito, uh, buffalo little chicken sandwich. Mm. Great, best of both worlds. You know, I asked this the other day, but like, I think was it? 
I think it was you. I think you got KFC with Cora on your takeover, didn't you? Yeah, probably. Yes. yes Why yes, KFC? Yes. Why? I just, I don't. It's it, on the way home. There's just no. I, all right. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'll give that to you. It is convenient. I just like, yeah. I don't think I've ever sat down and said like, man, I, I just want some KFC. You know what? You're right. It just is like, it, it's literally, I don't ever say like, <laughs> I want to go out of my way to get it, but it's right. on the way home. Fun fact about KFC. So Katie's from the very, very rich, bougie city in uh, Michigan called Birmingham. And yes. um, Birmingham has a law that there is no fast food places allowed in the city limits. Okay. So they're all in wow. Royal Oak. Any fast food place that you'll see is in Royal Oak, except for a KFC. Because it was there before they made the law, so they grandfathered it in. So they have one fast food joint in Birmingham, and it's KFC. Except if you go, like, one mile south, you'll get all the restaurants in Royal Oak, so. Right. Nice. Well, we've talked about fast food for too long. Not enough, actually. We beat it to death. And we should have an episode just on fast food, because. I could talk forever about it. Yeah, me too. I love it so much. Um, But tell me about your weekend. It was a big weekend, Labor Day. It was. It was. Um, so, as we all know, my, my birthday was last week. But yeah. um, I didn't really do anything for it. But the one thing I do every year on my birthday is I have, like, a, a golf outing with uh, two of our other friends, Rob and Roja. We go out and we uh, we golf at, like, a really nice course that we wouldn't normally golf at. We call it the Woodchuck Open. Um, and this year, we golfed at a really nice place out in Northville. Um so we did that eat on Monday, Labor Day. So that was nice. nice. Uh, it was good. It was sunny, though. So it was deceiving. It wasn't hot, but it was sunny. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I got tricked by the sun again, Joe. Two weekends in a row, gotcha. I got tricked by the sun. I just, I woke up, uh, or I, it wasn't even that I woke up this morning not feeling good, but like as the day went on and I got home yesterday, I was like, man, I just did not drink enough water today right and the sun has just murdered me two weeks in a row he's gonna take you one day i know it um so that was good other than that i was purposely doing nothing all weekend it was my intent to do absolutely nothing and i achieved it um saturday night i spent my saturday night building legos and watching college football so that was yeah that was my my big adult saturday night everybody went to bed and i just yeah. Watch college football and built my two Lego sets I got for my birthday, which I wanted. So I was yeah. like, hell yeah, this is this is the dream. So That's it was great. Good. That's a great day. It was, I tell you, it was nice and relaxing. It was a very good yeah. weekend to do nothing. So good. How about you? Good. Tell me about your weekend. Now, you posted a very, very good picture on the Instagram <laughs> yesterday. And I think the world deserves to hear the story behind it. Big weekend. Literally like nonstop. So Friday night. Uh, my friend Emily from work, she actually messaged me a few weeks ago. I was like, hey, Ferndale, magic bag. There's oh, yeah. going to be an emo, an emo prom. I saw the signs for that, actually. Yeah. Nice. So I went out there and went to emo prom. Did you put, uh, on, did I, you put on eyeshadow? No, I did not. I, Damn it, Joe. I cut off my black jeans. So I had black jean shorts. Nice. Uh, I put on a Nightmare Before Christmas shirt. I threw on some fake vans and went on my way and it was amazing they played all the hits uh it was so good it was early 2000s like panic at the disco and fallout boy and my chemical romance just like all the good stuff oh yeah oh yeah uh so that friday saturday we uh i got up i mowed um and then we kind of started working 
uh, on the basement. So I took these two rocking chairs we had down here, moved those upstairs, and those were heavy as hell. That sucked so oh, bad. God. They're yeah. like like lazy boy rocking chairs or like no they were just like recliners that were old that kayla's mom had given us mm. um that we just we never use and right. they just don't match anything in our house so i hauled those bad boys up and out onto the side of the road mm-hmm. and put it on facebook come take my garbage that's um one of the best like inventions of the modern age is yeah the facebook marketplace next door craigslist mm. whatever whatever you have uh it it just like just put something on there for free yeah. and somebody will take it. Like yeah. I can't believe the amount of junk that's on there, but like we've picked somebody it up. Grab it. We've picked up junk. Yeah. Somebody who was cleaning out their basement put a shell like a plastic shelf out and said, Hey, free plastic shelf. And you know what we did? Scoop that bitch right up. We needed yeah, it. Yeah, got it for the basement. You gotta take it. And like um, it's just crazy. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. I still have one chair sitting out there. So I hope mm-hmm. somebody takes it. <laughs> You you're fighting a small crowd though. That's the problem, right? Yeah. You don't have the like here in Ferndale. Yeah. I get people all the way up to like I don't know Pontiac drive down like crazy people right. come and just get free things. Mm-hmm. So Saturday we did that. What else did we do? Um, did I move the futon? I think I moved the futon too. We got that out of here, and my niece Bailey took that. Um, so it was a big day, just like moving, mowing, doing chores, like you know, just doing junk oh yeah um and then sunday uh we woke up and i can't even remember anymore we did i don't know we putzed around some more oh no i'm sorry saturday was emo prom friday night we didn't do anything nice friday okay. night, hang out. yeah saturday was like get up we went halloween shopping I did, this, these long weekends are just driving I'm me I'm telling bonkers. you, that's the problem with the long weekend. Yeah. You can't ever get your day straight. That's... Yeah. Yeah. So Saturday, we uh, we went to Halloween shopping. We went to a couple different stores, uh, picked up a couple things. And then um, Saturday night, I went to Emo Prom. Sunday, uh, we kind of was my day of like chores and putzing around. Yeah. And then I told Jordan and Josh, hey, we'll come get that couch from you, you know, whenever you're ready. And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, come over. Just come have dinner. So we went over there and had dinner and had some drinks and had a lot of drinks. Yeah. And then Josh and I, while doing all that, moved the couch back over here and uh, finished setting up down here. And then yesterday we went back over to Jordan and Josh's because now they live here. Nice. Back, they're back home. Um, and they have a saltwater pool. It's very Ooh. nice. And uh, we were over there at 1030 and we just kind of hung out and had more drinks and sat by the pool and grilled out and had yourself a day, huh? I had myself a day. And then I posted that amazing picture because that was just the vibe I was feeling. I'm telling you, it was a great Labor Day vibe. I mean, yeah, if there's going to be a Labor Day vibe, it's that one right there. Yeah. So uh, so that was my weekend. And now now it's Tuesday and I. It was a weird it was a weird day back at work today. I mean, like, yeah. I don't know. After a long weekend, and then like this is, it's it's gonna be really strange for me working in a house all by myself all week long. It's gonna be very, yeah. very strange. Oh yeah. So totally. We'll, we'll see how this goes. I uh, I might go a little stir crazy. See, and I think yeah. so. I always bragged about my ability to work from home. Like I can be productive. I can be around. The thing is, I had yeah. like Katie and Ben to socialize with. Right. Like I always was able to go have a conversation with Katie. Uh, now I'm going to be alone all day. Yeah. 
And like today, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to teach Artie how to have conversations. They're not going to be good because she's just going to yell at me the whole time. (laughs) Uh, But so I, today I was sitting at my desk and looked down and realized I'd been here for like three hours just sitting in front of my desk. I was like, I have to stand up and go take a walk. I went upstairs. I walked around. I like finished cleaning up the kitchen, put my bowl in the dishwasher. I was like, I can't believe I just sat in one spot for three hours and I'm, it's going to be tough. Right. going to be a a tough time. Totally. So, uh, yeah. So you have on here, uh, transition to tool time for, for my basement stuff. Yes. It's finally done. Good. Tell me all about it. Tell me everything you did. I mean, yeah. Basement's finally done. Good. Uh, Black ceilings, gray walls, epoxy floors, done. All finished. All finished. There's some spots that need touching up, but I'm just going to do that before we move. I'm not going to touch this basement <laughs> again until we move. Um, but where I'm at now is one of my corners. This is now Kayla's office. Nice. We moved it down here. Everything from the office is cleaned out so that it can be Grayson's room. So it's yep. going to be Grayson's nursery now. And she moved some stuff in there today. Uh, we got some couches set up. We got a bunch of toys down here for the kids to play. Uh, we'll have a TV set up down here eventually, just nice. kind of another second living space. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, that was it. I mean, just kind of got this really set up to how we wanted it to be. Um, we might switch the couches around, but for the most part, done. Good. It's feel good to have a basement like to, that does. you can live in, like a basement you can live in, right? Yeah, I think it will be better once once we have a TV that's set up with like actual things like right. to do. Yeah, but I, I don't know what it is about having this like space, but it has completely changed my like the way I feel about the house. If we didn't have the basement, mm-hmm. the way I feel about the house would be completely different. I would be like, right. we have to do this and that and this and that and this. But now that we have like the basement, we have like spaces we can go. My feelings mm-hmm. are completely different. So, if it, yeah. I, I'll dare say it feels good. Now I'm a basement dweller. You, on the other hand, not a big basement person. You're outside nah. walking around in the sunshine kind of person. Uh, you crazy yeah. person. Who are you? <laughs> but yeah. it feels good to have the big project done, right? Totally. And and it's good. I mean, this was really one of the biggest biggest projects I wanted done before we sold the house. So So what's next on the list? I know you have it. Um, ideally I'd like to finish the deck. Add a few more things to the deck, make it nicer. In the springtime, we're going to put up some fire bushes along the fence so I don't have to look at those apartments anymore. <laughs> um, that's a big project that we're, we're looking at. And then actually tearing out our retaining wall and do, redoing it with brick instead Ooh. of the wood planks that are there now because it's kind of leaning. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of it. If we can do those things, I'll be good and like willing to sell the house and be like in a good spot. If we can add a bathroom in the basement, that would be even better. But that's like a, a dream. A want to have, not a, not a must have. I get that. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Right on. Well, right on. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for getting it done. I'm, I'm glad it's done. I'm glad you guys have your space now. And it just makes the house feel a little bit bigger, right? Like now that you have it all done, it makes the house feel a little bit bigger. That's, I think that's what, what, you know, feels the best. Mm hmm. Definitely. Awesome. Well, Joe, I got something for you. Tell me about it, it, stud. I finally found some good parenting news. 
Oh, thank God. I think, I think we've had a hiatus almost all summer. I can't remember maybe since like June that we've done parenting news. It's because all the news has been like major bummer. Like nothing's, nothing's good. Nothing's fun. Educational, nothing like that. It's just all big bummer, but I found something good. And this is maybe a little bit personal. Cause when I was explaining the article to Katie, she's like, Oh, I could see why you like attached to this. And I was like, okay, okay. So it might be a little bit personal, but so I'm, I'm perusing as I do every week, the news websites, uh, for parenting yeah. news, just like, Hey, what's new. And I stumble, uh, onto the New York times, which I, I often have, uh, I often go to look for, for parenting news. And they yeah. did a really cool one. And, uh, it's called the secret to raising a resilient kid. And I thought, Okay. My first thought literally was, oh, that's funny because kids are rubber. They're resilient to everything. Right. So <laughs> It's true. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, maybe maybe it's about, you know, how to make them you know bounce off the floor. Uh, yeah. But it's not. But it resonated with me a lot because growing up, I think my parents were big into character building, right? Okay. Really big into like learn how to do it yourself, like get through things on your own. Like I wasn't allowed to quit a sports team in the middle of a season. I could, I didn't have to play it again the next season, but if I signed up for it, I had to play the entire season. Right. right? Like I was not allowed to quit anything. I had to fight through everything. And that's a little bit what this article is about. But at the top, it talks about like a better way to teach that. Mm -hmm. And I think that resonated with me the most because it's it can be really tough to try and learn these life skills but learn them all right let me rephrase that it can be really hard to learn that life skill not mm -hmm. from a oh it's hard to learn this but like the methods of teaching it are really difficult like you got to figure yeah. it out yourself you got to keep running your head against the wall until you figure it out right like that's how at least for me like i was taught how to get through challenges like hey when you approach a challenge just work it until you figure it out, work it until you figure it out. Right. Um, so I want to read first the definition that they laid out in here of what resilience is. Okay. Because I like this the most. And this definition is, um, well, and this, this quote's really good too. So it says resilient people not only bounce back, but also thrive in the best of times. And what resilience is, is I lost, I lost it. Hold on. <laughs> Uh, why did I? I just had this bookmark. What is wrong with me? Oh no! I have the article. I just can't find where the where the quote was. Here it is. Uh, it's a psychological. <laughs> I'm a real professional podcaster here. Please, thank you. You are. Uh, it is. It's a psychological principle blending optimism, flexibility, problem solving, and motivation. Okay, it's a lot oh, of words. It's a lot of yeah. things in one a lot of words blender, right? Uh, but ultimately. I think the the optimism, flexibility, problem like those four things, optimism, flexibility, problem solving, motivation really do determine it because when you want to come up against these things, like I think for both of us, we want to teach our kids how to work through their challenges, right? Like we're not always going to be right. there to solve problems. We want them to learn how to work through their challenges. And what grabbed me about this is like the way our parents, at least I'm going to speak from my own experience. The way my parents yeah. said is like, 
go shovel the go shovel the driveway before and after the snowstorm go you know if you you fail the test just study harder until you pass the test like it like just kind of throwing you into the deep end for better work you know like just kind of do it and and figure it out right and i don't think that was the best way to learn that lesson but it doesn't mean I'm not glad that I learned that lesson, right? I think it's one, right. actually, if I had to put it out there, I think resilience is one of my greatest strengths as a human now. It's like, I'm very good at problem solving. I'm very good at working through these challenges, but how do I teach Ben to be resilient without just like, hey, here's the deep end, swim, right? Right. So they laid out um, four kind of key points to hit and i'm going to walk through each one of them because i think they're really important so the first one is is build a stable foundation so it says create a bedrock of support for your kids and i thought that was really important is like so you want your kids to to go and learn how to to bounce back and get through challenges and work you know climb that mountain right but to be able to do that, they need to know that you love and support them no matter what happens. You know, they're mm-hmm. going to be way more willing to to take on that next challenge or fail, try and fail, if they know that they have somebody there supporting them and helping them along the way. And I think that's yeah. critical because that's, to me, the basis of any good parenting is like just being as supportive as humanly possible for your kiddo. I think that it like yeah. means everything to me. Yeah. So uh, the quote that I took here here was before kids can scrape their knee and learn to bounce back, they must learn that they are loved no matter what. So if they Mm -hmm. scrape their knee and they don't bounce back, they need to know that you're going to love them whether they bounce back or not. Right. Like they need to know that you're there. And I thought that was really great. The next one is especially difficult, but it's one that really makes sense. Uh, it's model the behaviors yourself, right? So if you yeah. want to have, and we, we, I mean, on this podcast, we've talked about a hundred times, right? If, if you have to be the example for your kids. And if you want them to be resilient, you have to show resiliency yourself. You right. can't, and this, you can't lose your cool. You can't, you know, freak out. Cause then they're going to know that, look, Dad freaks out, so I can freak out. Or mom freaks out, right. so I can freak out, right? You have to model the behavior yourself. Um, next one they stated was uh, make the most of small challenges. And I like this one a lot mm. because the example they used was something I was actually just talking to my parents about last weekend when they were here. Um, so, Joe, in high school, something you might not know about me is I was not very studious. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was uh, the classic stereotypical movie, like guy who's smart, but doesn't apply himself like that. Oh, that yeah. was like me to a T. Like I was, in, I was in all honors classes. I just didn't do the homework in any of the honors classes. So, gotcha. um, the, uh, but the, the example they used was if your kid gets an F on a test because they didn't study, don't harp on them because they didn't study. Don't, you know, berate them for not studying, but explain the cause and effect of like, Hey, you didn't study, so you failed. But if you study next time, we work through this, and you know, if you study really hard, right. you'll get a good grade on the next test. And and reinforcing those habits. And I know saying this out loud sounds like, oh yeah, of course, like that's what you want to yeah. do. That's how you want to phrase it. But I think it's really important to be to make conscious steps mm-hmm. towards that because that's really difficult to do when yeah. you think about it, right? Like 
and for for seeing Ben now, like if I if Ben is picking something up off the floor, he did it today, uh, and I laughed at him about it, but like it's frustrating. I dropped popcorn kernels two weeks ago, Joe. Right. Two weeks ago, and he found one under a kitchen tile. He peeled up the kitchen tile and found a kernel. I'm like, wow. how do you keep doing this? <laughs> how how many times do I have to pull these away from you? And I laugh because it's absolutely ridiculous that he keeps doing it. But in that same thing, like in that moment, you have to make the conscious decision not to get upset that they yeah. that he's doing something naughty, right? Like even at one years old, he's going to react to how I, and I don't do a good, right. enough, like full transparency. I don't do a good enough job of this. I don't do a good enough job of, of being, making conscious efforts Tuesday. You know, let's work to be better next time. Let's work to be better next time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I need to take, take going forward because you don't want to take small disappointments or frustrations and right. blow them up. What you want to do is take them, say, Hey, let's climb this mountain together. You know, these are small little things. Let's take these and turn them into challenges instead of like frustrations. Yeah, no, that's good. And then uh last one kind of ties the whole thing together is, is help your kiddo stretch themselves. So yeah, you can't, you can't have them do it on their own. And that's, that's kind of the whole thing of like, don't just toss them into the deep end. Uh, and right. it talked about, there's a really, um, outward bound. Have you ever heard about it? No. No. Outward bound is a really popular um, outdoor education ca- program community. It, they're like huh. a really big like outdoor education uh, company. Okay. Okay. So they teach people. They basically take kids and they teach them life lessons through like climbing and hiking and camping and all oh, this okay. stuff right like yeah, yeah, yeah like a better boy scouts basically right yeah um and they do all these all those things through uh and they teach people they teach kids while doing outdoorsy things um they might be a nonprofit. i'm not sure i'd hmm. have to check um but anyway they one of the directors for outward bound was uh basically talking about like he was teaching a girl canoeing and the way he was doing it was put her in the canoe with him have her see if she can figure it out herself give her a let her work until she can't work anymore then give her a little teaching then see if she'll work it out give her a little Mm. more repeat the process until she gets it right like letting her work to the conclusion on her own and the, and the success on her own, but giving right. her enough to get her there. Like not just saying, well, figure it out. Keep running your head against the wall. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and you have to help them stretch themselves, especially when it's something particular, particularly difficult. So, right. All that to say, it's a new way of building character in, in kids. And I thought it was really, really great. Yeah. So no, that's good. I like that a lot. I really like the whole, um, kind of just working with your kid, right? Like, that that part of it like working with them helping them along right without doing it for them don't you know you're not going to sit down and do their math homework right but you are going to sit down and help them do the math homework help them you know and and in doing that i think the second level thinking behind that is like of course i'm going to help ben with his math homework someday but what as a as a parent my responsibility becomes helping him see that as a challenge not a chore Mm -hmm. Right. When you yeah. run up against a problem, it's my responsibility as a parent to teach them those those problems are challenges waiting to be solved. They're they're right. They're hard things waiting to be to to be, you know, accomplished. Not, oh, this is hard and I just have to do it because I 
I got that phrase a lot growing up of like, well, it's just hard. You just have to do it. Right. right? It's just hard. Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's, it, it's a bad mindset to have because now when you run into problems, you're like, Oh, it's just hard. I just have to do it. What would be better is if you came up ever imagine in your life, if you came up to every problem, you're like, look, another mountain to climb. Can't wait. Can't wait to accomplish right. this challenge. Now, that's a very idealistic thing to say. And is that going to happen? Absolutely not. But yeah, every little thing you can do to help, I think, is is a really great, really great uh, path to learn. So this uh, totally. this article really hit home for me. That's very good. That was a very good article. Good well, job. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's it felt awesome. good. Good. All right, Joe, good. let's get into it. Let's do it. We got a short amount of time here because you got football shit to do. I, I do. I do. I have full full disclosure. I double booked myself tonight, but <laughs> Joe, you are my first priority. I will be late uh, for you Good. and the listeners. Good. Uh, so let's get into Kevin, it. Yeah. Um, so we talked a few weeks ago about diapers. We kind of said, you know, we're going to try to do a couple episodes here and there really about the basics, Mm -hmm. right? Like here's some basic things that we haven't actually talked about. The first one was diapers. Here's how to change a diaper. Here's the differences in diapers, boys versus girls, things like that. Um, So now we're going to move on to bath time and, and what it's like bathing a tiny human. Uh, If you've never done it before. Um, So, you know, the first big thing is the differences between newborn to infant to toddler, right? Yeah. There's huge differences in all of that. Um, the very first bath they give at the hospital, at least for us and for you, you said it was kind of a sponge bath, right? Like you yeah. wet the, the towel, you wipe them down, you just kind of make sure, you know, they're all clean, but they're not necessarily submerged. Um, yeah, it's really weird then- watching them do the bath. I remember now, like... Watching them do the bath for first time, and they can't get the belly button wet. That's that's the thing yeah. they can't do. So they're like sponging all around everywhere else, and they just had this black tar poop that they got to get out of their butt and yep. all this stuff. Like it's a, and they do it in like a a big plastic container, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just it was so yeah. odd thinking back to it. Like how am I ever gonna do that? To do that myself? Then you do right. You do yeah. So when when you guys brought Ben home as a newborn. How did you bathe him? What was your guys' technique to that? So we had a bathtub that folded out in like a rectangle tub thing, um, but it had an insert in it mm-hmm. that hooked on and like sat them straight up. So we would just, really the only thing that was under water was like his butt. Um, yeah. So we filled it up just a little bit up to like the bottom of the seat and then mm-hmm. put him on there. And then we would just like run our hands it make the water soapy, run our hands in the water, like drip it over him. And then uh, we had like a very infant or newborn soap that we would use yeah. um, to, to wash him and things like that. So and I think we bathed them three times a week ish because not all the yeah. time, obviously. Uh, and you can't get the belly button wet until it falls off until the, mm-hmm. the little thing falls off. So we were very super cautious about that for a long time. And his actually fell off twice. So, oh really? Yeah, so it like fell off once in like a a fairly big chunk and then it fell off mm-hmm. again in the rest of the scab. So we had to wait a little bit like till the second one fell off. So Gotcha. Ben's a weird kid. Nothing he ever did was normal. That's funny. Yeah, 
as far as bathing coral, we kind of did the same thing. We had, and I can't remember what it was called, but it basically was like a oval, but it was mm. bent a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was almost like a seat um, that was like a, a soft fabric, and yeah, you just kind of sat her in there so that her her legs and maybe her butt were were submerged a little bit. But yep. same thing, we just did kind of the the whole sponge bath. We just took a a washcloth, you know, really gentle washcloth, mm-hmm. and just kind of pat her with soap and water and rinse her off and. And did that for a long time until we were like, let's try something new. Yeah. Um, and do you I can't remember, even remember? I was gonna say, do you remember what when you put him or her in the big bath? I think I want to <sighs> say three months. Is... It was probably around three or four months. Gosh, I wish I could remember. Um, I'm gonna look, try to look back because I actually have a um, Snapchat of one of her first baths where she was out of that thing um it was in june of 2020 so that would have been actually a long time after that so yeah um june of 2020 yeah she would have been yeah yeah she would have been like seven seven months so we we probably transitioned transitioned her a little bit before then but what we did was we took a bumbo seat um i don't know what a bumbo seat is it's like a foam seat uh, almost looks like a booster seat, but the kids' legs can get in there, right? It's got like a thing in front of their their crotch and their legs, and it kind of holds them in place. And it's got a high back, and it helps them just sit up. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Yeah, and it's and it's got a um like a connector on it, like a belt on it to hold yeah. them in place. And we put that in the tub with her so that she could sit up in the tub. Oh. Um, while being submerged and co- it actually floated with Cora. So she was kind of like floating <laughs> around the pool. <laughs> That's really, she was lounging in her pool floaty in the back. Yeah. 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 That's pretty and great. We did that for a while. Did you, did you guys do any sort of transition or did you just go straight from seat to bath? So Katie actually bathed with Ben, um, for a long time. Um, yeah. So that was our transition is like, Katie's like, okay, I will hold him in the bath. And then yeah. as he grew, uh, he would sit by himself and everything like that. And uh, just actually recently, he's been taking some baths by himself. Uh, he'll stand. And now it's funny because he's so used to Katie getting in the bath with him. When he's mm-hmm. by himself, I have to put him in feet first and act like we're playing because he loves the bath. Like the bathtub. Right. He does, baths are like whatever to him, but like the bathtub is his favorite. It, if really? either of us are showering, it, this is a recent thing too. Um, if either of us are showering, he has to be in there with you. Not necessarily, he wants to be in the shower, but what he wants to do is he wants to walk up and slide. So we have like two glass panes that slide yeah. for our shower. He wants to slide the glass pane back and watch you shower and throw toys in at you while you shower. <laughs> um, I was, I, uh, must've been yesterday. I was showering or Saturday. I was showering and, uh, he was playing in the living room and crawled in, opened up the glass. He's like, Oh, do you want to get in? And he hates showers. He likes baths, hates showers. But what he, what he found he semi enjoys is sitting at the front of the bath while you're showering. So Katie's took his diaper off, put him in the bath with me or put him in. I was showering, put him in the bathtub. And he just like sat there and played with his toys while I showered. I'm like, this is really mm-hmm. odd. You don't like showers. You don't like getting wet. Right. But for some reason. So That's yeah. Funny. All that to say, he uh his his more recently, his transition has been like acting like it's a play place. And then he'll okay. sit down in the water, start playing with his toys, and then we can bathe him. So Yeah. 
Yeah, Cora, now that she's in there, she loves the water, like loves pools, loves the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of transitions into the next point of like, how do our kids do in the bath? You know, Cora yeah. does really, really well in it. She loves it. She's in there right now. We just kind of let her. Let her vibe. We'll walk. She's old enough now that we'll walk out of the room to do other things while she's in there bathing or playing. That's nice. Um, which is really nice because then we can clean some dishes or, you know, fold laundry or do whatever. Right. Um, which is really, really great. Um, so we do that and, and she loves it. She's got a bunch of toys in there. She's got foam letters that she plays with and, Man. um, yeah, she's, she's got it made. Uh, but she does, she loves her tubbies. She'll come burning in when she hears that bathtub running. <laughs> I think How Ben's going to get there. I think he likes, so. He loves water, like in that okay. same vein, yeah. loves water. But for some reason, he was not always big on the bath. And I don't know why, because so a couple of times we I like the days that I was uh, home alone with him without Katie. Yeah, I had to like one time he did really well. The next time he was terrible. Like he like hated mm. it, cried the whole time, didn't want to be in the bath, anything like that. Um, So... Just more recently, he's been like much better about it, and he's starting to actually play with his toys in the bath. Like he realizes, oh, Good. these are bath toys. I can play with them, and yeah. you know, and throw things around and splash on water and stuff. So I think he's getting much better. But for a while, he was very apprehensive about the bath. Um, and uh, so, but he always liked it when Katie was with him. Just without right. Katie, it was he was not not happy about it. So it is what it is. At least he's getting better. He's you know. Uh, and, and the same thing, you know, what works, what doesn't work for us. It's, it's acting like it's playtime, even though okay. we're low key bathing him, but he, yeah. we also use bath as the start of our bedtime routine, right? Yeah. So he bathes and then we immediately go into his room and put a sleep diaper on t-shirt, sleep sack, read stories, go to yeah. bed. Um, so I think for a while when we were starting that, when we were starting to make it a routine, he put two and two mm. together of like, oh no, if I bathe, I have to go to bed. Right. I don't want to do that. Now it's more like, ooh, fun bath time. And then, oh, yeah, that's right. It's bedtime. So, right. But he's also another thing that's happened more recently is he's starting to get into the books we read. Okay. So he, it's funny. He will watch me as I look through the bookshelf for books. He'll like, he'll be sitting in Kitty's lap and he'll like lean forward and stare at me. As I'm as yeah. I'm trying to uh, pick out a book, and as soon as I pick out a book, he gets a big smile on his face and sits back and cuddles on Katie while I read the book. So, um, it's been a, uh, it's been much better recently that uh, he started yeah. to do like a couple of things and really realizing like, oh yeah, it's bedtime. We can go through these things and go to bed. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that I mean, for us, we general generally nice bathe. You got it. Thank you. Nailed it. Nailed uh, it. <laughs> uh, we'll bathe Cora around 7.30-ish to 8-ish, okay. depending on, you know, what time it is um, or what we got going on that night. And then we we also start to use that bedtime. Like, we'll put her jammies on after. Mm-hmm. She'll, she'll sometimes read books, but her version of books is watching TV. Like, she'll just, right. like, chill out, lay back, have a baba, grab mm-hmm. her binky, and just, like, zone out. And then it's like, all right, we're going to go to bed now and she'll either fight us or she'll crash. Um, Now, do you or Katie bathe Ben more? Do you guys have like any sort of routine when it comes to that? We do it at the same time normally. Um, Yeah. Like, right. That's kind of what you said. Right. So it's, it's, 
especially because we've also been very lucky that we're both at home at that time yeah. every night for the last like year and a half, except for, I would say if I had to guess Katie doesn't more because I leave to play softball once a week or I like will right. do things like if we're doing the podcast or whatever early, then I'll, I'll come down and record while she bathes them. But, um, for the most part, uh, we do at the same time. And then, uh, when she is actually bathing him or like, she'll be in the bathroom or whatever. I will get his room ready, like set up his, mm-hmm. uh, we put like he sleeps with essential oils on, so I'll get his diffuser ready, set that up. Right. Um, get his diaper and his shirt. Uh, most of the time, his shirts are downstairs in the laundry because the kid goes through like twenty five shirts a day, and <laughs> I just can't afford to buy more. I'm sorry, T- right. twenty five is too many. Um, so get well. I'll just get all his like sleep stuff ready. Um, while she's bathing him, and then uh, get him out and and go from there. So nice. What about for, you? For us, so. Bath time is our music time uh, for me and Cora. When she was first born, like I made it my point to basically always bathe her. Okay. Like, my my time with her. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, like I would put on music. I would sing to her. Like, oh, yeah. like that was just what we did. And that was my favorite thing because I just loved sitting and singing with her, like singing to her. Right. Um, there's a video Kayla's got somewhere of me singing Dear Theodosia from Hamilton, which is Aaron Burr singing to his newborn daughter. Yep. Yep. Um, and that was just, I just loved it. It was like my favorite time was just bathing her and singing and we still do it. Um, Kayla and I probably equally now bathe Cora, but whenever I do, I ask her, you want to listen to music? Yeah. And I put on, put on my jams and whatever comes up on YouTube, Lumineers, Mumford and Sons, Hamilton. You know, we'll just rock out and sing while she's nice. in the tubby and, and let her play. It's it's kind of just my like chill, like zen moment with mm. her, which is I love. So we uh we have mm. a playlist we put together called Ben's Playlist and it's got all like yeah. um relaxed music that like right before bed, the same thing like Gregory Allen Iskoff, uh, mm. uh Lumineers, things like that. Um except uh there's a Jordan Fisher version of You're Welcome. And when it comes, we put it yeah. on there like, oh, it's nice. Like, it's a different version. It's kind of like uh, acoustic and, uh, and, but, um, why am I blanking? Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, uh, wraps the, the yeah. part on You're Welcome mm-hmm. and it's hype yeah. AF and, uh, <laughs> can't do anything but, but just sing along to it when it comes on. Yeah. So that's not really a sleep song, but when it comes on, we're all excited about it. So, yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, baths. It's interesting. I, it I Cora, she doesn't tip her head back when I try to rinse her hair out. So I'm just like, ben sorry, kid. Either. Yeah. You're just going to get soap in your eyes. I can't help it anymore. I was able to trick him for a while where like I would stand up and snap my fingers up here and he would look up and Katie be able yep. to pour it real quick. But he's getting too old for that now. Now he doesn't care. And now you're just like, sorry, kid. Yeah. You're just getting rinsed. Yep. I, and, I, uh, I find it interesting the difference in bath like maybe bath styles is a way to say it but like i find it interesting the difference in like how everybody wants or not wants to but how everybody bathes their kids it's like very different everybody just does it differently yeah it's cool everybody does but uh it's all good just <laughs> bathe your kids so they don't get stinky bathe your kids every, every <laughs> other day just rule of thumb bathe your kid every other yep. day and i honestly it helps with things like diaper rash like those are yeah. the things people don't ever think about like 
bathe your kid it helps with things with diaper rash it helps with you know cleaning them up mm-hmm. getting the stuff out of their butt you're not a perfect wiper i'm telling you right now you're just not no nope. nobody is nope. get them in the bath just bathe get them, them in the bath get them in the bath Cora's hair is absolutely bonkers so we have to run conditioner in it to really like because it gets naughty her hair is oh, yeah. bananas um so we condition her hair now and and make sure that it's all the knots are out and tangled so but bathe them bathe them bathe your kids wash their hair you know what? go bathe them right now do it right now even if you don't have a kid bathe yourself do it go take a shower you deserve it you do just take a load off annie have a shower beer have a shower beer i had a shower beer the other day it felt really good it's always good to have a shower it's it's just you know it's just it felt like the right vibe totally all right, let's Jared. get out of here. I'm a, let's get out of here. You got things to do. Um, but thank you so much to Planet Ant for having us on the podcast network. We really appreciate it. Uh, go check out all their other shows they have out there. There's so many of them, and they're all great. Uh, and thank you all so much for listening and hanging out with us for another hour. We love you. We do love you. And if you haven't followed us yet on social media, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? We're at Big Dad Energy Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Go follow us. Find us on Facebook at Big Dad Energy. Uh, we we're putting out stuff all the time. We're we're trying to be much better about uh, Instagram stuff, and I think we're doing a good job. So we're yeah. almost to 150 follows. Push us over the limit. Go follow us there. Uh, and and thanks for uh, thanks for spending another year with us, or another year, another week with us. <laughs> Worry. Well, I mean, thanks for the last year with us, but thanks for yeah. another week with us. We appreciate it. So for both of us, I'm Jerry Schmansky. I'm Joe Lopez. Remember, click your tongs twice before you use them. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.